0: Tribe, welcome to the Black Woman Reborn Podcast special series, The Eternal Revolution of Black Love. We are your hosts, Shara Shapina and Jessica. In this series, for this season, we are unpacking what Black love is, why it is so important to our community, and ways to show up as our full and best self in all of our relationships. This will be quite the journey, tribe, and we have a lot to cover. So, let's jump in.
1: Welcome back, Tribe, to our podcast, Black Love. We are thrilled to be back. This is our second episode in the series, Black Love. And this episode focuses on inner work. So this is all about the work that you do on yourself before you get in a relationship. I am your host, Jessica Springs. I'm here with our other host, Shara Smith, Shakina Gibbons. Hey, ladies. Hey, hey, just, girl. A- Hey, Trot. So excited to be back for this second episode. Uh, And we have an amazing special guest that we're going to introduce here in just a moment. If I could first say that we felt that this episode definitely needed a professional and a specialist to talk this topic through with us. Because as you probably know, with that inner self work, it is important to have the guidance of someone who works in this arena, right? Of course, we can do it on our own, but it definitely helps to have someone who is a professional who can give us those tips and pointers. So I'd like to introduce Regina Grace. Hi, Regina.
2: Hey, Regina. Welcome to the tribe. Thank you so much. I'm glad to be here.
1: Yes, we are thrilled to have you, Regina. And
2: I want to share with
1: our listeners a little bit about yourself so they know who you
2: are, where you come from, and just give us who you are. Well, I'm Regina Grace. I am from Mississippi. I married for almost 23 years. Me and my husband have three children. They're ages 23, 20, and 18. We both are mental health counselors with Grace Counseling Services. We've been counseling since 2006, so it's been been many, many of years. I am also a musician and a singer, and I am a sign model with Wilhelmina here in Denver, Colorado. So as you can see, I'm pretty busy, and also a full-time therapist.
1: Yes. I mean, you're like the definition of superwoman, for sure. Come Magic. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. So Regina, on our first episode, me and the ladies, we talked about what Black love means to us. And we gave our own personalized definitions on what Black love represents to us. So we would like you to share with our listeners and us
2: what you think Black love is or what it means to you. Well, Black love is definitely affectionate, it's caring, it's passionate. Black love is loving each other unconditionally. It's strength. It's definitely how We have our, you know, our painful moments and our difficult moments, but at the end of the day, it's a blessing. Black love is also being able to allow each other that space, that respect, which is very important. Black love is magical, and I love black love. It gives me goosebumps.
1: I think it gives us all goosebumps, and that's why we're Absolutely. here. We love black love, so we like we have to do a
0: series on it i to get this woman home because the way she just shivered. I know y'all can't see her on the podcast, y'all, but I think she is thinking about that husband of 23 years as soon as she started describing Black love, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm in agreement
1: with you, Shara. So ladies, before we jump into this conversation, I do want to back up a little bit. I know I said some of this in the introduction, but... The background of this whole episode is as Shara and Shakina and I were talking, we realized that, you know, before we even talk about different types of relationships and, you know, how you treat your man or woman and all of that stuff, we actually have to look inward, right? Right in the mirror at ourselves. And we thought that there is no way that we could start this series without looking inward first, because everything inward leads to your outcome outward, right? Right. So I just want to say that, and that's why this episode is really critical, because this is like the foundation of everything, we believe, and it's just going to grow from here. So, you know, we're just really honored that you're joining us, Regina, because to us, this is some impactful work in the arena of Black love. So ladies, I want us to start out talking about when you think of Black love with yourself, is there any work that you've done with yourself to even get prepared for love and relationships?
0: Yeah, so I think, you know, I want to start off with, I looked up the definition of inner work in preparation to talk about this so I can really talk whether or not I have really done inner work by definition. By definition, inner work is the psychological and spiritual practice of diving deep into your inner self for the purpose of self-exploration, self-understanding, healing, and transformation. So as I meditated on that definition and was just super honest with myself, there were times that I have really done inner work. And one specifically that I've been very vocal about over the past couple of months is my three-year hiatus from dating <laughs> from and just solely being single. For the purposes of inner work, before I even knew it was inner work, I just knew that, you know, I have been in relationships since I was 17 years old, these back to back, long term relationships. And it's never been an extensive period of time where I've been single. You know, in 2017, after that relationship ended, I made a point to not date, not get into anything serious and really do that inner work. And it was a lot of that. It was the healing. It was the exploring myself, you know, from 17 to now, 17 years later, I'm a, you know, older woman. And it's like, who am I? (laughs) Who am I sans that relationship? Who am I now in this stage of my life, you know, actually doing stuff like meditating, more praying, I started to practice law of attraction and manifestation a lot more. So a lot of that stuff that I found out that, you know, I really cared about and that has helped me grounded and still keeps me grounded now. And I am in a relationship now is stuff that I discovered that self discovery piece while doing the inner work. So, you know, that, and I'm pretty sure it's going to come out more the more we talk about it, but that was a really defining moment of inner work for me.
3: I'll go into just after my last relationship, I went to therapy. Not because I was overly hurt or devastated. Of course, when you're in a relationship, I think the healing process had already started before we completely separated, before we moved out of the home with each other. But I felt like it was very important for me to go to therapy because I felt like there was a continued pattern, not that I just saw in her but also a continued pattern that I saw myself and some things that I had heard in past relationships that I really wanted to dive deep into. So therapy really and focusing in on what my therapist at the time was saying to me, really doing the homework, paying attention to some of the signs and dealing with a lot of the things from my past, such as my childhood, dealing with those things really helped me Get to where I am now, and I'm still a work in progress, and probably need to call the counselor to go back tomorrow. But that's another story.
1: Thank you, ladies, Shakina and Char, for sharing your perspective on that. I love some of those details that you added to what you think the inner work looks like for you. I would like to ask Regina, since she is the counselor, Regina, what do you tell clients about inner work when you first talk to them or have a consultation with them?
2: Well, what I do is you know, I share with them that in order to love others, they have to first love themselves. In order to forgive others, they have to forgive themselves. And in order to be able to move is healing. Part of it, inner work is definitely healing, being able to identify who you are, right? Before you get into any type of relationship, or rather if you have some difficulties in another type of relationship. So what I tell my clients is that, you know, the inner work is based on what are your difficulties? What are your challenges? And let's be able to work on that, whether it's going, doing some inner child work. A lot of my clients have experienced childhood trauma. So, you know, we take that time out to be able to go through different modalities to take them back to their childhood so they can be able to heal through some of those most very sensitive, difficult times in their lives. You'd be surprised a lot of adults suppresses a lot of their emotions and feelings from some of the trauma. So, you know, in order to establish a healthy relationship, I tell them that that inner child work or any, any type of inner work, you have to, you know, put forth the work, right? So I like the way the two queens mentioned about going to therapy and working on some childhood trauma. And then the other queen was mentioned about meditation and being able to identify who she is. I pretty much explained to my clients being able to whatever they need to do to be able to heal and go through that journey. We're going to do it, do it together.
1: Yeah. Regina, what do you say to, I'm curious, clients who are resistant? Because I know if we could be real, we are always real on this show. A lot of black folks, I mean, it's changing. I don't want to be biased or stereotypical, but a lot of black folks are still struggling to go to therapy. They're still not buying that therapy helps or works or they're scared. Or what do you say to those folks that are not sold on going to therapy?
2: Well, the thing is, we definitely have to break that stigma because a lot of black people are definitely afraid to go to therapy because they don't want nobody in their business. You got to understand the generational curse, the things that a lot of our black folks have experienced as a child or even as an adult. We tend to sweep things underneath the rug or we tend to, don't you know, you don't need to say anything about it. You don't want those people in your business. So I think it's just out of fear. You know, it could be fear of somebody knowing their business, which is not the case. Or maybe they're afraid to do some inner work. Because when they, when you when you talk about inner work, it takes work. And sometimes maybe they're, they have anxiety and they're just afraid to be able to open up that layer, which can be very traumatic. So I think it's just there's many reasons why, you know, a lot of Black people in our community are afraid of therapy. I know one, they just don't want anybody in their business. And maybe I'm pretty sure two, they're just afraid to open up.
0: Right. Yeah. And I think also when you talk about those cultural things that within the black community, besides like just the fear and also what stays in this house, what happens in this house stays in this house. We all grew up hearing that, you know, if we're being really honest. Right. If, and that's what we keep on saying we want to do on this podcast, like keeping it real. Our don't trust people in certain professions. Therapist is one of them. <laughs> we barely trust our doctors. <laughs> so it's like just that, and then when you add on these other layers that you just spoke of, like some people who have experienced this childhood trauma or in relationships, and you know, then you expect them to go sit on someone's couch or now in front of somebody's Zoom camera and kind of share intimate thoughts and feelings—that is hard for a lot of our people to do. And like narrowing it down to Black women specifically, because this is the Black Woman Reborn podcast. A lot of times, you have Black women. You know, there's always this talk of black, you know, masculinity in the black community. And there's a lot of black women who feel like we can't show our weakness, too. We have those same problems that we say that black men have. And we strong. We got this. or We can handle We're super women. And I don't know if it's fear. I don't know if it's just the need to have it all together. But you know, sisters, if you're on a, you've been on a fence about going to therapy or getting help to do some of this inner work that we're kind of unfolded in this episode, I definitely want to encourage you to let your guard down. Let your guard down because this will definitely propel you into the next level that you need to be in. Not only when it comes to love and relationships, but for yourself.
1: I second that, Shara, and that ties into what I'm going to talk about next with you, ladies, because I want to hear your thoughts on. The words self-love. I know we all see that and hear it all the time. You know, I see the quotes on social media. Love yourself, love yourself, love yourself, you know, to be in a relationship. You gotta love yourself. And I think we'd all like to believe we love ourselves, but what does that really look like, sound like, feel like to us? Shakita, share with us what you think about
3: self-love. So with self-love for me, especially, it's something that I'm still working on every day as well. Like, yes, I love myself. Like I wake up, I make sure that I have good hygiene, I go to work so that I can, you know, do the things that I need to do to be able to survive. But like how we talked about when you suppress things for so long, Self love is being able to tap into those things so that you can go to the next level. So I'm constantly encouraging myself, tap in to the parts of me that even I don't want to deal with to make me become a better person so that no one can fully, I don't think anyway, love me if I don't even know how to love myself. So um now getting into just caring more about what I'm eating, what I'm putting into my body, taking care of me on all levels and tribe, especially you, if that's health, taking care of you you know, on a health level, starting with the small things that I know that I need to be intentional about that will make me a better person is where I'm starting with furthering my self-love journey.
1: I couldn't agree with you anymore because I think it sounds cliche, but like when we feel good about ourselves, then your essence to everybody else flows and glows. I mean, you know, you're glowing, you're flowing and you're just loving on everybody else and they're loving on you. It's like that energy
3: comes back to you. And I want it to be genuine because again, like Shara talked about, we're so always like, we got this, we got to be strong. A lot of times we're so busy faking that we're okay, that we're not even realizing that we're in this routine of, hey girl, how you doing? Always smiling. And when we're at home, we're not smiling. We're sad on the inside. And I have been in a place like that before, where it's just, especially in the position that I hold, always having to interact with people, being on the front line of things. That's like, hey, how are you doing? But on the inside, miserable, go home and cry and trying to figure out like, Lord, what is wrong with me? Like I want to. So again, the part of when I talked about earlier, going to counseling, it wasn't for anyone else. It was for me because I really needed to find out what was going on so that I can be genuinely happy and not faking the funk, so to
0: speak, because that gets old too. And I think it's so easy these days to fake the funk, like even more easier in 2021, in this decade with, you know, advancement of technology, just social media being so widespread. It's like, And I feel like there's more people think of the funk than actually more people being real with themselves and to others. And it's almost like there's an expectation to fake the funk. And, you know, when you ask the question about self-love, for me, you know, it kind of is directly connected to how I define Black love, which is what does that look like in the most rawest and the most authentic version, right? So for me, like as my most raw authentic self. You know what I'm saying? Sands, whatever, weave, eyelashes, whatever I may choose to wear whenever I choose. Because you know me, you're going to get an afro one day, you're going to get a weave the next. That's, you don't know what you're going to get, but you're going to get what you get, whatever comes up is bond. okay? And you better like it. And you better like it. So the most authentic and raw version of me, do I love that person who does cry and who is weak because she's sad about something? Do I still love that person? Do I love that person who is strong? Do I love that person who... Is unsure and is scared about certain things. All of those versions of me, because that's also something that we need to realize is that we are multidimensional, especially as Black women. And, you know, we play so many different roles. We mama, we sister, we best friend. You know, sometimes we do have to take the lead and sometimes we just don't want to. And we have to know that all of those roles matter and we have to show up as authentically as possible in all of those roles. One of the things that I practiced when it came to self-love, which during the three-year hiatus from dating, was taking a comprehensive inventory of where I was at that point in my life. And it kind of reminds me, do y'all remember the part in Why Did I Get Married? And I believe the character, her character was Diane, but it was played by Sharon Leal and she was married to Tyler Perry's character, which I believe his name was Terry. And so she had encouraged all of her friends to do this whole pro-con love list. To Is your marriage still worth standing? Pros and cons you know, and she did it herself. And I think that self-love, I think that inner work connected to self-love and has to involve that. You have to take inventory and it has to be everything that we talked about, raw, honest, transparent, be completely open with yourself. Like you don't even have to show anybody this list. Pros and cons, what you working with, what you're not. What's working for you, what's not working for you? Because as Regina said, like you cannot get to that place where you're actually identifying and working on those challenges if you don't even identify what your challenges are. So if your challenge is you put on a face every day from nine to five, then by 6.30 you're drinking and crying, then you need to work on that. That's definitely on your con list. But there's a lot of pros too, right? So I think that is a huge part of self-love is being completely honest, and transparent.
1: Yeah, Shara, you bring up so many excellent points. You ladies are on point tonight. Regina, tell us what your thoughts are on self-love.
2: My thoughts on self-love is pretty much being able to love yourself, flaws and all, without anybody telling you why you are in this one big bubble and you don't care about what nobody thinks of you, how they feel about you. Because the thing is, if you love yourself, then trust me, people will see that. If you have that confidence in yourself, trust me, people will see that confidence. And self-love is all about, once again, being able to identify your challenges, being able to identify your wrongs, accountability. I mean, self love is good far as you know, making sure that you know it's all about me. I'm loving myself, but it's all about the way you communicate with people. You know, it's you know, it's how you treat people. It's on how you are as a person. So the way you communicate towards others, the way you hold yourself accountable
3: towards others. All right, Jess, you're not going to be able to keep asking us all these questions about us and you not answer these questions, honey. Same question for you self love. What have you been working on? What does self love mean to you? Well, first of all, I was just trying to let you ladies drop your gems. We need no gems.
1: So self love for me is a lot of what you ladies said, but I'll add to it. I definitely Shakina really I mean deep down believer in that self care Again, that's a term that gets thrown around all the time, but that is so significant important. So I believe in that self care piece is self love. I also believe in being your truest best self at all times. Uh, you know, which means you're going to get the good, the bad and the ugly, right? And self-love to me means accepting yourself, but also trying to make those improvements. So, you know, loving who you are, but going, gosh, maybe this is something I do that I could do better or I need to stop this habit. So just that constant improvement to your evolve to the best self you can be, you know, every day, even on your worst days. And what? I also will say vulnerability to me. Self-love is being vulnerable because when you start to become vulnerable, that means you have really embraced yourself.
0: I love how you said the being your truest and best self, it reminds me of something I used to have a post-it note um, and it was an Oprah quote that says something like that, you know, always best and best version of yourself. And so if that is something that is aspirational to you, then that itself means that you always have work to do because that is like an aspirational thing. You're always going to be working toward that like north Star of being your best and highest version of yourself because there's always going to be work to do if you're trying to get to that point. Just what's some work that you have
1: done. Like you ladies, I have been to therapy and it was definitely beneficial. Even when my therapist, I love him because he would allow me to push back. He'd say, Jessica, just because I'm telling you something, and even though I'm the professional, and not that he didn't know what he was talking about, but he said, you know, again, it comes down to really what we're talking about today is yourself and what you think about yourself. And only you know your story, really, the nitty gritty of it. So I love the fact that he would walk through the process with me, but he would also allow me to push back on some things and be open to that. As well as I had to accept some of the faults that I carry with why I pick the men I do. <laughs> so that, that's a whole, yeah. I mean, you know that when you go there, you got to really face your stuff. Break out the tequila. <laughs> yeah. So I, I I found out, you know, I found out some things. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, but you know, once you can acknowledge, to me, once I could acknowledge that in myself and say, gosh, she might have a point, you know, it allowed me again to start to move forward with other men on just being vulnerable about that.
0: All right. So kicking it back to you, Regina, self-love, self-love. To me, self-love is all about
2: the appreciating yourself, being your authentic self, being able to take care of yourself. Also, self-love is all about how you respond to others. You know, I know it goes back to like self-love, but you will feel good about yourself based on how you respond to others. So if you, you know, if you work on, communication skills and being able to communicate to others effectively. If you are able to be able to, you know, resolve a conflict, right, by using your I statements and being able to come up with a resolution. I think self-love is all about, you know, being able to give towards others being able to, you know, handle difficult situations using your coping skills. thats to me is also part of, you know, loving yourself is how you handle difficult situations, how you able to handle people. So if you show love, self-love by loving yourself, then others, you know, you can radiate that love to other people that's also maybe struggling of loving themselves. So that's kind of my expression about it.
1: (laughs) Such good points, Regina. I want to follow up with Asking you what pointers or tips do you have to get in that space of self-love? Like what can people start with the baby steps?
2: I feel like that sometimes people get so frustrated because self-love starts as a child, you know, in your home you know, how your parents raise you, how you've been nurtured. If your parents didn't raise you, maybe grandma, big daddy, big mama, your uncle, auntie. So I think, you know, it It starts at home as a young child. That's why it's important to teach our young children how to love themselves and how to do positive affirmations and recite daily, telling themselves how much they should look in the mirror and say, hey, what do you see? And um, teaching our young babies how to you know, say positive affirmations to themselves to make them love themselves. And so I think, you know, sometimes people get very frustrated and they feel like, you know what, I want to be able to love myself right now, but it takes time. So you, you know, you have to work on, like I said, with the onion, onion has many layers. So you have to peel and then work on each layer in order to be able to love yourself and gain that confidence to be able to, once you love yourself, then you can be able to spread the love to others. So. It's a process. So you got to take those little baby steps. And then once you make that progress, being able to celebrate as a big success, because you're making progress, being able to
0: cope and being able to handle difficult situations. That's part of loving yourself. So Regina, I have a question for you. And it's kind of related sure. to everything that we've been talking about, especially when it comes to when we talked about when people are resistant. So how do you respond to people who say, this is just who I am? I am who I am. I've been like this all my life, whatever that is. And, you know, I'm thinking of when I think about certain people and I'm like, oh, you have a lot of inner work to do. I ain't trying to point no fingers, but inner work, inner work <laughs> needs to be done. How do you have that conversation with folks who have that mentality?
2: Well, the thing is, it's all about having that trust and rapport. So I don't expect a lot of my clients, especially the newer clients, to come in and being able to, you know, open up to me at the first couple of sessions. I think over time, you build that trust rapport, you build that therapeutic relationship, and therefore you can be able to kind of keep it real. And I tell my clients right now, I'm one of those real therapists. I don't sugarcoat nothing. I don't hide all sweet things underneath the rug. You're here for therapy. Therapy is a part of this work, right? I can't put more work into this. This is your treatment. You have to make sure you put that work into. So far as people being very like stuck in their ways and like, I ain't changing for anything, you know, it's, it's all about that accountability. Tell them, okay, you know, you're going to have to be able, in order for you to get through, you know, having a better relationship with your children or having a better relationship with your baby mama or baby daddy, or, you know, you're, you know, you want to start dating, things like that that, you're going to have to slowly change yourself. Like I said, you have to do the work what's inside, you know, and it's okay to be yourself. But in the meantime, you know, it's all about having that empathy. I tell my clients all the time, you know, empathy plays a really major part, you know, being able to be in other people's shoes. So it's not what you say it's how you say it. So like I said, we go back to even the way we, you know, how you regulate your emotions, communication skills, you know, wonder why your children are so disrespectful. But, you know, nowadays with these kids, it's all about the tone. You can't scream and cuts at them to get them to, you know. So I tell a lot of my clients, I do have some clients that they're pretty, yeah, I'm not changing for nobody. So this is all of this time and just building that trust and rapport that they can be able to trust the process.
1: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I love, Regina, that you mentioned that trust in relationships. And in, in my work, that's huge, too. So I can totally relate to that whole thing. I mean, we've talked about so much, ladies, with this inner work. Regina, what can people do? Let's say it's not that they're not resistant, but let's just be real. Some people can't afford a therapist, don't have the means, don't have the insurance. Is there a few things that you can, tools that you can tell them that they can work on at home or wherever they're at to better themselves, to get ready for love? So not only their self-love, but getting ready for relationships and love. Is there a few things that they can do on their own without going to talk it through with a therapist, at least to start the work?
2: Well, I know that there are a couple like free online, you know, resources, especially on social media, different groups that a lot of men and women can be able to join to get, you know, other people's expressions on how to, you know, develop self-love, self-confidence, or to get that inner work. I know for me and my husband, we have had Monday Mental Health Group that was free to the public, and we're going to start that back, you know, so we can give back to the community and have different groups, you know, for men and women, children that can come, and we can be able to talk about Different mental health topics, but you can find things in self help books. Like I said, with the power of social media, there's a lot of groups that I'm a part of. That if you can't afford a therapist or not comfortable with a therapist, you know, people they always post different resources and things that you can do as far as coping skills, how to communicate, self love, things like that. So you can definitely find a lot of those resources on social media, and And even on YouTube,
1: yeah. I want to ask you ladies, Shara and Shakina, is there anything, because I know we've all been to counselors and therapists, is there anything that you took away from your therapist that helps you even now grow?
3: Yeah, absolutely. Before we answer that, if I could just ask Regina a quick question. Because she talked about online groups and, you know, YouTube, but how can a person really decipher between good advice versus bad advice? Because now we know with so many different people out there that can give their opinion versus an educated decision on what we should be doing to better ourselves. How can they decipher through that?
2: Well, to be honest, that's why, you know, that should be the last resort, especially if a person is, you know, can't afford a therapist, don't have insurance or whatever their situation may be. That's the last resort. To be honest, professionally, I feel like that a person needs to seek professional help. You need to see a professional therapist. Because you're absolutely right. You know, you join some of these groups, some of the people mean well, but then you take advice from someone, you don't, the thing is, that's why I say seek professional help, because wonder if you having suicidal ideations and suicidal thoughts, and then you're on the group and you're expressing all this, you're typing this stuff out, and then some person give you some advice. And some happen that you take the turn and, and actually commit. suicide. So I mean, I'm just saying it just to me is a lot of liability. Some people don't know what they're talking about and they're giving definitely bad advice. So keep it real. Please seek a therapist. I just think, you know, I mean, that should be the last resort. If you get into our social media and the groups and everything, those self-help groups, self-love. There's a lot of groups, self-love groups, self-help groups. But I think seeking a professional therapist is is, uh, is very important to me. I think that's important.
1: Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for bringing that up, Shakina, because that is a good. Yeah. It's a valid point. And thanks for asking that question.
2: No, no so, problem. ladies,
1: through your therapy, what have you done that's helped you, or what do you still do? Is there anything that practices that you still use that
3: help you to keep doing this self love work and inner work? Well, for me, I do a lot of self checking. So when i start to feel even in you know my relationship now if we're having a conversation i can now notice when my blood pressure is starting to rise i ask myself i go through questions like is this really necessary is it really her fault what has happened in this conversation that's making you upset and she may not even know that i'm asking myself all this stuff but to bring it you know to try to bring myself down so Checking myself is one of the main things that I do even before I go into a discussion about how I feel about something that was said or something that was not done. Or even just trying to remove myself from a situation until I can kind of calm down and, you know, focus. Because ultimately, if I'm already hurt, I've heard this saying a lot, hurt people hurt people. So I don't want to be hurt because of something that she did or didn't do. And now in turn, my objective is to hurt her back, whether it's intentional or not. So I'm very intentional about having a self-conversation first, but making sure that I still raise whatever concern I had and not just letting that slip under the rug, because then that's when I start to like harbor stuff. And that was one of my
0: big things. Mm, that's, That's good stuff, Shakina. And so for me, I you know I have yet to really um, establish a long term relationship with a therapist. I've gone like once or twice, and that was on like just um, trying to be a better mom <laughs> as a single mom. So when it comes to directly the stuff that we're talking about in this episode, I've I've not gone to therapy, and that has kind of been like the inner work and self work um, just independently on my own. Um, but I do agree with Regina that I think that professional. Uh, therapist is always a value add and something that we should add to our toolbox if you are capable and you're able to do so. Um, and that's something I plan to do, even though I am in a relationship. And that's something I think I want to point out is that this inner work that we're talking about, this self-work that we're talking about throughout this episode, it does not stop when you enter into a relationship. It is ongoing. You still have to prioritize it even more so because that all that work that you've done is going to be challenged. I'm in a relationship now, all that work that I did the past three years, I'm like, uh, it's being challenged already. And so I, you know, I still have to do that work. and work on So works. One of the things that works best for me is journaling. I've always been a writer. So part of it is what Shakina said. I have to check myself. Like if I'm angry or if I feel, you know, a spirit rising, does the spirit of want to cuss him out, rising up in me and my shanana, then I have to break out that journal. Let me write this out real quick and get it out on paper. And like like literally that worked for me. And I learned that over the you know past three years is that journaling and writing it down, even when it comes to, you know, black love is just not our romantic relationships. When I say I'm a single parent, that's a relationship. That's black love. How I love my black child as a black mom is black love. So even when I'm going through those issues with my teenage daughter, I break out that journal before I address her. Right, because as Regina said, part of that black love, part of that inner work, part of that is that respect and the communication. So, I always want to come correct when I'm communicating with the people I love. But you know, journaling has definitely been my number one tool that has been so helpful. You know, and I have my journals because I put some very personal stuff up in there. People think I'm crazy. You read my journal, you think I'm crazy, okay? And I'll be honest with you because I let it all out, I let it all out, and I fully express all of my feelings. And I find that when I do let it out on paper, that I can kind of approach certain situations better when I'm face-to-face with it.
1: Shara, I think we could probably do a whole movie, I'm sure. That would be a juicy movie, girl. I want to see that movie. (laughs) Well, ladies, here. I mean, a couple of the things that come to mind for me in the self-work and self-love and inner work is, I mean, I do what Shara did. I'll admit, okay, I'm a writer, but I don't like to write a lot, if that makes sense everybody's always like, you're a writer. But so what I found is instead of stressing myself out and trying to write pages and pages that, you know, in my mind, I had this like, you know, movie scene where I'm just probably like what Shara is doing, just journaling away page after page after page. And then I get all stressed out. I'm like, here it is supposed to be therapy and I'm getting stressed out because I'm like, I got to write a page. So what I do now is I just write one or two, I give myself like two sentences you know, and gratefulness and gratitude and affirmations are a big part of my self-care, self-love, inner work. So with everything, like Shara said, not just romantic relationships, but all relationships. So just gratitude and affirmations and stopping myself from creating stories. That's a huge one. We start to create store. Or I do. I won't say we, I create stories about how I'm feeling, what I'm feeling, who's feeling what. And so I've learned to stop myself on that and stop creating those stories and just letting it flow how it flows. Well, ladies, gosh, we need like a part two of inner work.
2: (laughs) Absolutely.
1: This went way too fast. Regina, we cannot thank you enough for being our special guest and professional to um, provide us with so many of the tools and pointers that are helpful in this journey and process. So we so thank you for taking your time out tonight to join us.
3: Y'all welcome. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. Can you tell the tribe, Regina, where they can find you on social media? If you have a website, how can they get in contact with you if they want to hear more, know more? Let us know where can we find you?
2: Okay, so I have four pages on Facebook. So I do have Grace Counseling Services LLC. So we have a regular page, Facebook page, and we also have a group page. So you can feel free to join either you know, one of those pages. And then I have my own personal page, Regina and Grace. And then I also have my modeling page, you know, for booking, you know, modeling gigs or singing it. So you can contact me either for those pages. If you need have any questions, I usually post the group. Interactive group is kind of like open to people. If they have questions about mental health, they can be able to post it on there, and we can be able to try to answer those questions. So yeah, you can contact me, Grace Counseling Service, LLC, or Gina and Grace. Thank
1: you. Well, ladies, I feel like tonight has been an inner work session. We definitely done some inner works right here. <laughs> uh, it so,
0: definitely has.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, all of the best to those listening and this is the ladies of internal revolution of black love series jessica shara shakina and our special guest regina thank you so much uh, we look forward
3: to the next round round three for this episode like comment and share this podcast episode on whatever platform you are listening from are you on social media let's keep the conversation going tribe we are at The Black Woman Reborn on IG and Facebook. Don't forget, we upload the Black Love Series episode every second Sunday of each month. We also upload the Black Woman Reborn podcast episodes every first and third Friday of each month. See you at the next tribe meeting.